Marie, now just stay calm. Stay calm. Just don't look down. Don't look down. Look up. Just keep your eyes up and keep them that way, okay? Waiter. There are snails on her plate. <laughs> now get them out of here before she sees them. <laughs> look away. Just look away and keep your eyes that way. You would think at a fancy restaurant like this, at these prices, you would be able to keep the snails off the food. There's so many snails in there, you can't even see the food. Now take them away and bring me those melted cheese sandwich appetizers you talked me out of. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. All right, so this is part three of four, brief explanation. I was born in 1979. These are my 40 favorite songs from the year 1979 if you are just tuning in go back two episodes back 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 there to episode 330 i believe where it's part one of the four-parter that we're doing right here i uh, narrowed it down from uh, damn near 100 songs got it down to 40 massively painstakingly hard to do because there's so much great music from the year 1979 this is the top 20 of 1979 kicking off with number 20 and a song here that should have been number one on the billboard hot 100 the week i was born and it was prior to that but got ousted by one of my least favorite songs of all time i will survive by gloria gaynor Ugh. however over across the pond where there's much more happening people i guess at the time especially this actually was the number one single in the uk uh so there you go uk way cooler that week the week i was born than the people in the united states because how could you i will survive as terrible all right but kicking off here the top 20 of 1979 and yes i am a fan the bgs with their song tragedy
Alright, kicking off part three of four and my top 40 favorite songs from 1979. Number 20 right there, Tragedy by the Brothers Gibb, better known as the Bee Gees. I'm a Bee Gees guy. I think it's great. So, uh, yeah, haters be damned. Uh, Let's go into something completely different, away from the uh, disco rock of the time, if you will. Uh, Even though the Bee Gees were not predominantly a disco band, just most famously known as one. Uh, But also uh, on different streets in England right over there at the same time was a band like Motorhead throwing it down already on their third album bomber which is an awesome record i mean it's a burner one of my favorite motorhead albums of all time uh and and further proof uh, i had a hard time picking a song off of here but ultimately my favorite song consistently on the album has always been this one right here and of course turn it up louder than you possibly can even more so especially uh throw them up for lemmy here from bomber this is sharpshooter
Uh, it's amazing how much noise three guys can make right there. That was the, the classic trio lineup. Lemmy, Filthy Animal Taylor, and Fast Eddie Clark of Motorhead. Sharpshooter from the great Bomber record. Go get that record, uh, especially if you need a new paint job in the house, because it'll get rid of the old paint right away. All right, and speaking of Lemmy, I had actually seen that in a few interviews, and if I'm not mistaken, I think this actually is the album that Lemmy referenced in a lot of interviews, uh, that this was kind of one of his favorite albums of all time. This was one of the albums that he was always chasing as far as his barometer of what makes a great rock and roll record. Uh, So uh, coincidentally enough, it follows Motorhead here on the list. Uh, In 1979, after a three-year layoff, between studio albums, which was unheard of in the 70s. Usually you could get a new album from a band in as little as six months to nine months to maybe a year, if that. Uh, But even though they're at the the height of their powers, ZZ Top took three years to put out another album between uh, the the previous one. I mean, craziness. So even though they put that best of out between it, I mean, that was very noticeable that they took that much time off. But I gotta say, I mean, Deguelo is uh, in the top upper echelon of ZZ Top records. So if you don't believe me, of course, go ask Lemmy. Uh, This is a phenomenal, great record with everything you've come to know and love about ZZ Top, all the way from gritty texas blues to the boogie uh to weird songs this is where they started to bring in some of the the one weird song per album thing as they would do so i'm a fan of this era here manic mechanic by the way is the weird song on deguelo which you have to hear to believe but you know there's so many cool songs on here cheap sunglasses and uh, i thank you uh, their cover of dust my broom I mean, it's it's great top to bottom. But uh, my f- personal favorite song on this album is, uh, I, I believe, to be probably, uh, arguably, the best ballad that ZZ Top ever did. Uh, just, uh, and the fact that this is an original. It sounds like classic blues from, like, the cotton-picking days. But this thing is just amazing right here. So here's uh, ZZ Top with A Fool for Your Stockings.
There you go. Sleek, cool, and sexy. The way we like them. That was a Fool for Your Stockings by ZZ Top. Uh, just greatness all around. You know ZZ Top's a perennial favorite here on Rock Strikes 10. Really proud of him here down in Texas especially. Uh, but yeah, go get DeGuelo. That's a, a top record by them for sure. Alright, let's uh, let's do something completely different. You could hear the announcer saying, and now for something completely different. Uh, very similar in the way to this song kicks off with the same kind of manic announcement. Uh, this is the lone instrumental on the top 40. Uh, you know, there there are some words on it, but not a whole lot. You're pretty much just going to hear the song title, much uh, in the tradition of, like, tequila, for instance. Uh, but this band was uh, young, new, and fresh. This was their, pretty much their rookie year here, 1979, and it put out their debut record. And I'm a big fan of this band. This is one of my first favorite bands and still remains to this day. Check it out. This is Madness. And uh, well, we'll just let the announcer tell you what it's called. Hey, you! Don't watch that! Watch this! This is the heavy, heavy monster sound! The nuttiest sound around! So if you've come in off the street and you're beginning to feel the heat, well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockinest, rock steady beat of madness! One step beyond!
Madness with the title track from their debut album, One Step Beyond. Yes, alright. Yeah, Love Madness, go get that record. Looks like we're going to be sticking around Europe for the better portion of the rest of this countdown, at least all the way till the end of it. So, staying in Europe, we're going to go over to Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe, great songwriter, much in the way that I referenced, uh, you know, like Graham Parker, Elvis Costello, people like that. Of course, massive ties to Costello, uh, who wrote one of his uh, bigger and more successful songs, which may come into play later on in this countdown here. But for right now, uh, this is probably definitely considered Nick Lowe's biggest single, at least in a definitely charted well over here. So I'm assuming maybe it's probably as successful or even more so over in the UK. I don't have those numbers in front of me, but this song is definitely undeniable. It's one of the great power pop songs of all time. This is one of the standard bears right here. It's cruel to be kind.
coming in at number 16 with my top 40 favorite songs from 1979. That was Cruel to Be Kind by Nick Lowe from his album Labor of Lust, I believe his second album. His first album, Jesus of Cool, also a very good record. Go pick up some Nick Lowe if you don't have any already. Uh, another band you should definitely pick up in, uh, in bulk for sure is this next band coming in at number 15. And a band that, that put out a second album in the year prior to 1979 and definitely a sophomore slump creatively and performance wise after such a massively huge and popular and great debut but the damned rebounded in 1979 with their third album machine gun etiquette and this thing is a scorcher arguably their best album machine gun etiquette it's damn fucking good that's for sure uh this is definitely the centerpiece of the album and uh this is it's got a part one and part two thing to it so i'm actually going to play both parts because it is considered one song definitely officially in my opinion it is one track as well so i'm going to play both parts here of this song if you're a fan you already know what this is uh but yeah here is the greatness that is the damned with smash it up Thank you. 
of the great all-time punk rock anthems right there just anthems in general that was smash it up officially parts one and two by the damned from their album machine gun etiquette go get it i know i said that before but go get that record it's awesome the the um you know they did the black album after that and strawberries they were on such a great role uh in the dawn of the 80s awesome greatness all right another band that was on fucking fire at this point would only get bigger as the next decade would uh, move on as the scorpions they were already on their sixth album in 1979 the great love drive and uh you know i I didn't want to be too cute when it came to this one because scorpions uh probably have some of the best singles of any hard rock band that has ever existed and also massively known for just how good they can write a ballad and just pull that off and still uh, keep their balls somehow scorpions are genius for that reason Uh, this is one of the great ballads of all time and yeah i know i'm of course a rock guy at heart but i feel like you can't deny this song right here so coming in at number 14 my top favorite songs of 1979 this is, of course, Scorpions with Holiday. Let me take you far away 
Such an amazing song, amazing arrangement, so well performed. It's 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 a perfect song. There you go. That was "Holiday" by Scorpions, off of Love Drive. Go get that. Of course, you know if you see the album cover, you're either compelled to run away or immediately buy it. You be the judge. All right. <laughs> Moving on here, number thirteen, my top. 40 favorite songs of 1979 another perfect song uh, for different reasons just uh, in its amazing simplicity and awesomeness this is a song you've heard a billion times on the radio so i'm sorry in advance if you're one of those people that just can't stand to hear it i don't know how you could get sick of this song to me once again i think it's a perfect song a song that was actually written by russ ballard from argent 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I think Russ Ballard is a, is a damn near a genius. Like, I, not, not a full genius, but a near genius. He wrote some amazing songs, massively underrated in the history and annals of uh, rock and roll in general. But I'm sure this song made some good bank for him and has carried him pretty much probably throughout his entire life uh, to a point. Uh, but yeah, actually, this is a cover version of a Head East song, technically. Because Head East beat this band to the punch by a year. I just recently heard the original and I was like, wow, okay. Still a great song, but uh, of course the definitive version, the one we will always know and love, comes through the throat of Graham Bonnet and the band Rainbow. This is Since You've Been Gone. Since You've Been Gone by Rainbow. 
course, there you go. Lead vocals by Graham Bonnet, one of my favorite singers of all time. Really makes it right there. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Moving on, number 12, the second to last song of the night here. Uh, Another big hit. Uh, Definitely a radio song. I I don't think it's as played much anymore. I guess it depends on what stations you listen to. But, uh, you know, I feel this guy doesn't get the fairest shake, especially considering, uh, I guess, the image he was portraying throughout the 80s. But throughout the 70s, this guy was already killing it. And uh, another great front man. And, uh, you know, I've said this in in the most uh, confident heterosexual ways that I can. I kind of miss the suave rock frontman you know a guy just puts on the sport jacket like graham bonnet or brian ferry and just uh commands the stage and uh is that that kind of guy that the the guys want to be and the ladies want to be with you know equally awesome in that way but robert palmer is definitely one of those guys and nothing wrong with those songs but if you just know the big 80s songs by robert palmer you should do yourself a favor and go down some deeper parts of his rabbit hole because he had some really interesting songs and not even just conventional stuff like there's a lot of experimenting going on on those early Robert Palmer albums. But of course, uh, he hit massive gold in 1979 with this song, another single that's undeniable. I've always considered this one of the great toe tappers of all time, and who doesn't do the bass drum in the car whenever it comes up? So yeah, here you go. Uh, why waste time? This is Robert Palmer. Bad case of loving you.
There you go. Bad case of loving you. And in parentheses, Dr. Doctor. That was Robert Palmer right there. From his album Secrets, 1979, of course, because we are doing the top 40 songs. My personal favorite top 40 songs from my birth year of 1979. Come along with me for this entire ride. I'm turning 40 this year, and this is literally how I'm celebrating it. Just coming up here and hanging out with my friends here on Rock Strikes 10. So, uh, you know, we're all friends here, right? And uh, I recently did do an entire Frank Zappa episode uh, around uh, December or so, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Let's do probably a tepid reaction. However, I am a massive Frank Zappa fan, and one of my all-time favorite albums, not just of Frank's, but of all time, came out in 1979. That was Joe's Garage, Acts 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Technically, they were two different releases, so technically Frank released five records in the year 1979. Uh, He was definitely on fire at that point. Uh, But Joe's Garage is is on a short list of albums that I would say you definitely have to own. And, uh, you know, about all these great catchy songs, some of these that you've heard on the radio, but, uh, and I seriously rank these as scientifically as I possibly could. Uh, It was hard for me to rank this song so low. It's just such a weird, quirky song. Some people wouldn't even call it a song. It's uh, almost more of a uh, sing song. You know, uh, not a whole lot of structure in it, but the more I listen to it, the more I love it. And it's just, uh, I just can't ever get it out of my head for about two weeks after I listen to it every single time without fail. So I might be about to infect you with this song as well. Um, turn it off now if you're uh, prone to earworms. Actually, don't turn it off at all. You're, you're going to love it, I, I, I promise, right? Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is almost kind of a spoiler for the Joe's Garage album if you've never heard this album, because this is actually the closer on the entire thing. You got to go through all two hours of this album to get to this. And honestly, it's this song is kind of a relief after everything else, because there's so many, uh, you know, peaks and valleys as far as like moods and styles go on Joe's Garage. That This song is really, I think, one of the perfect album closers of all time. And uh, in my opinion and in my taste, I could not rank this any lower than number Number 11 for the top 40 of 1979. You be the judge, but it's my show. This is Frank Zappa and a cast of dozens with a little green Rosetta. Sing the last song on the album in my regular voice. 
Japanese Sandman, take eight. A green gold zetta, green gold zetta, little green gold zetta against the reggae pizza. No, it's still reggae, but it's all backwards. record player is not a very efficient device. And a lot of times they run out of they run out of spunk right in the middle of the chorus. Causing the song to sound like this. However, we continue in spite of the fact that the fuel may be low on your record player. We suggest that in places in the fourth world where things are really tough, 
that you keep the record player going by rubbing two sticks together. And if all else fails, throw the record away. Build your own green rosetta. Try this recipe. We'll start with a lump of grass. The grass bone connected to the ankle bone. The knee bone connected to the wishbone. And then everybody moves to New York and goes to a party with Warren. And we've flown in at great expense, triple scale, no less, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Gadd's clone to play the outdoors on this song. He's really out of sight. In spite of the fact that the click track is totally irrelevant to what he's doing right now, I'm listening to the click. Yes, I'm suffering with the click track right now. This guy is totally out of sync with it, but what the fuck? Ed Mann will call him up later, show him the sign. Okay, Vinny, where's five? Closing off part three of four, my top 40 favorite songs from 1979. It was the great, iconic, amazing Frank Zappa with a little green Rosetta from the Joe's Garage record. Uh, the woman that you hear in that chorus, he's really high in the mix. That's actually Dale Bozio, who you would later come to know as the lead singer of Missing Persons. As a matter of fact, all of Missing Persons appear on this album. Prior to them ever putting the band together, that's how they met. But uh, yeah, Terry Bozio plays some drums on that record warren cucurulo plays pretty much all the guitar on there and there's del bozio playing a big part on the record not just on that song which you hear appear throughout the album in certain spots but i love hearing her uh just spacey delivery on that song and uh i always pop for when she uh, yells and shouts out to mongolia whenever frank brings up mongolia on the track really great all right 
fun stuff there. I hope you've had fun over these last three episodes. We've got one more to go to finish off the top 40 of 1979. My personal taste, just me and me only, celebrate my birth year, 1979, 40 years later. Stick around for part four. You, of course, find that in every episode of Rock Strikes 10 on cnjradio.com. Every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones not on iTunes, also, the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions with the great Randy Brown, a true alternative. The flagship The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. Also, Talking Rock with myself and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, where we talk about the pressing and current issues in rock and roll of the day. Coming soon, more new episodes from The Last Theater, our movie podcast, as well as the impending yet inevitable I Am Vinyl with myself and the great Pete LaRussa. And uh, that's all our cnjradio.com shows. Is is six enough? Okay. Uh, Last but not least, speaking of Pete, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro we played on every episode. The first podcast to feature Spacebeard on its show. And very proud of it. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information. Purchase their latest excellent album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. The big, awesome epic top 10 is uh right there on the horizon and you'll be hearing it soon in a few days until then we'll see you then have fun <laughs>